What's up, TIW Mafia? It's a Yeti. We're here. Uh, I'm super excited, as I'm sure you all are really excited. So I'm not going to uh, hold on. Uh, JP, my buddy, how are you, my friend? You having a good time? How much of a coincidence is it that we both trimmed our beards this week with who we have coming on right now? I know. Like, dude, he's got some serious beard game. Like, the COVID's done him right, right? <laughs> That's it. Beard game and arms. He's all beard and arms. The yeah. meat man. Uh, the the meat man. Um, dude, I John. Dude, I've been, this is yeah. It's been a struggle. Like uh, let's uh, let's get him in here. Yeah, let's bring him in. Let's not yeah. leave him waiting. Yep. What's going one. on, John? At, How are you? At Silver Number One on Twitter, Mister John Silver. How are you, dude? I'm all right. I just got back from a bike ride and. Exhausted, but besides that, I'm doing good. Leg day, I guess, yeah. huh? Not even. It was just like I lifted earlier, and then I did the hundred, and then like fuck, I should go for a bike ride. I guess so, back in, and I, I How? like at what point did your arms? Did you just know your arms were going to be humongous? Because like <laughs> that's like the, that's the first thing you see when you see John Silver in a match, and then you. So the first thing you see is the abs, and the first thing you hear is the kicks. Oh, dude. <laughs> uh, I think uh, ninth grade at one point. I, I remember being always in shape and, like, athletic and shit. But um, I remember, like, I think it was in, like, art class in ninth grade. And, like, I was just flexing. And people were like, oh, shit, your arm's really big. And then everyone walked over and looked at my arms in ninth grade. Like, oh, arms. So I guess uh, that was the first Started. Were you already trained? Was it already preparation that time for this career? Like, did you know this is what you were going to do? I created this when I was school wrestling. Uh, in the end of ninth grade for pro wrestling. So, like, I think, you know. You're breaking up a little bit, John. Yeah. Um, but ninth grade was when you, at the end of ninth grade, you started training for pro wrestling? Yeah, I started training for pro wrestling, doing school wrestling, and then I, that's when I started, like, actually lifting weights. I mean, I didn't really know what I was doing, but, you know, I guess lifting some weights is better than lifting no weights. That's... So, Wait, we did, was, uh, so when we do this, like, here's the thing. Like, when Nico produces, we, we don't get a chance. He just throws comments up, like, random comments, and we... Like people were just gonna react to it, and so like I I, I just want to get into it because like I'm a, I've been a huge CZW mark for over a decade, mm-hmm. so like dude, huge thanks for what you did for um that product and honoring that product while you were there and in that scene. Like the dude, that was uh, dude, that's huge. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of respect um that I give to individuals. Like if there wasn't um the tournaments. Um, that hey, had eight, eight individuals go all the time like you. I mean, I, it legitimized CZW for me. So, dude, just thanks for what you did for CZW. Continue to do when you can. But, man, it just thanks for that. Oh, um, uh, the other thing, dude, is for, like, beyond. Yes. Beyond wrestling and just the – dude, it's just – JP and I have been – I don't know. JP has been a fan longer than I have. And I'm out here and – the whole Montana and it's just the dedication that you guys like specifically like individuals like you have for um, beyond is amazing, man. So do just huge shout out and huge respect. And thanks for, for that dedication. Thank I'm you. Up, and I'm up in Boston. So I get to hear, like feel that sort of impact that that crowd gives you guys in Worcester with the beyond shows. And it's, it's insane how much they get into you guys and, Oh yeah, really cool. I I uh I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of I want to throw you to the wolves a little bit. Sure. Um, it's kind of something that we call a a three count, right? Or or we haven't done it for a while, and it's gonna lead into something. So I'm gonna name three names, and you kind of tell me who they are and what they mean to you. Okay. Okay. You're going right into it, aren't you? Eddie Kingston, Uh, Alex Reynolds, and Mikey Whipwreck. So, say one of them? In, in all, any of them, all three of them, one of them, it doesn't matter. 
Do, we'll do all three. Might as well, right? Yes. So, if you skip one, I'm going to ask you about it anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Kingston, piece of shit. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> uh, uh, I met him when I was like 20 years old when I started doing Jakara. Uh, so he would cut. I we would do the the long ass car rides together. Um. So we got to know each other pretty well. Uh, so he's, he's he's like he's like everyone's big brother. I feel like in wrestling, where he'll just be rage all the time, uh, but in a fun way, uh, and beat you up in the ring, uh, and then but also look out get back. So Eddie Kingston's great. Eddie Kingston, AEW now, uh, probably the best. Yeah. How- and he'll, he'll, he'll tell you, I mean, he every, not every time I see him. Actually, I have two stories, Eddie Kingston stories. I want to I wanna hear one, and I th- I'm, I'm hoping you tell it, because it's, it's a good one, I think. And I've been waiting. If it's not, I'm going to ask you about it anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, one is he'll, two things he'll always bring up, always bring up. Uh, one is that I saved his life, kind of. Uh, coming home from a Beyond show. I don't know. It wasn't Beyond. It was uh, Independent Wrestling had its own show, and uh, we're in like Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania, like late at night, probably nine, ten o'clock, dark as hell. I'm driving. We hit a freaking deer head on. So I'm in the front. I'm driving. Kingston's in the passenger seat. We hit this big deer. So the deer head, like at last minute, I swerved a little bit, which they say that's like not what you're supposed to do, but. Because I swerved, we hit it on an angle, so its head went right through the middle of the. Oh. So it's actually we hit it so hard that its um, uh, antler got stuck into the the center of the windshield, and it was so big its body wrapped all the way around and stented the side door on his side, and the back door, and then uh, hot sauce, hot sauce, Tracy Williams was in the back seat. So we're going 80 and then we hit this deer, you know, like, and somehow like I kind of kept my cool. We hit it and because I swerved a little bit, we started kind of going up on two wheels this way and two wheels this way. And then eventually like once I felt the car get level, I just kind of let go and we flew backwards with ditch and hit a bunch of rocks and none of us were hurt. I had like, we had glass shards of like on it, but like nothing serious. But that was like a crazy night. So that's a uh, that's something like he'll always say that. <laughs> he'll always say that. That sounds scary. What oh, was the second one? What's the second one? The second thing he'll tell you is that I knocked him out, in, which I still don't think it was me. I got knocked out somewhere else in the match because it's a Chikara like five on five match. He said I knocked him out with a super kick. You watch the match back. I hit him with the super kick, and there's not a pause. He doesn't stop for a second. He he gets and picks me up and tosses me. So I'm like, that wasn't my freaking kick. That was something else in the match. But he's always like, no, oh, that super kick. You got to watch out for that super kick. He's going to hit you hard. But, uh, he, just, he just no-sold it. Hurt so bad, That's, he no-sold it. That's what it was. So I'm like, it wasn't, I still don't think it's me, but he'll always say it was me. Was he, before you go into Alex Reynolds and Mikey Whitbeck, the other two, the, the question I want to ask, and I'm getting, I am getting right into it, JP, is like, was that a, was that, I don't know if you can talk about it or not, on the Beyond show, was that a shoot or work when he was looking at the camera and talking about you specifically? Like, looking down. When he basically was like, ball. you know, you're here, you're doing this. You're better than what you've been doing. And, uh, like, at what point was that between the SmackDown? debut and the decision to go to AEW where was that conversation I don't want no conversation but where was that in the I just I'm trying to finish the timeline so I can understand the process to where what makes John Silver and the Beaver Boys where they're at now well I don't remember the timeline of when he did the promo I remember Eddie just just says what he wants to say, so you can't. <laughs> yes, he does. Not much. Hey, Eddie, you gotta say this. You know, like so. That's why I don't think if he was in like WWE, he probably wouldn't 
reach his potential. I think AEW will do a lot better because he can kind of say what he wants to say. Uh, and that's how he just rolls. But, um, yeah, I remember the timeline. I'm just, I have a bad memory with a lot of stuff. So I remember, oh, yeah. I remember, I don't remember exactly what he said. And I don't remember when exactly it was. Yeah, I was trying, we were trying to remember before the show too, because I know. I'm from, I'm up in Boston. I know I was there at that show. I just can't, uh, I couldn't place when it was either. Yeah. Oh, good. So leading, kind of leading into that, um, and and the one I left out with to lead into was um, NWIC with, with, with Mickey Whipwreck. Like, what, he was never really officially trained, right? But yet he trained you. And you, I mean, how does that, am I wrong in this? Correct me if I'm wrong in this when I'm looking at who trained he wasn't officially trained until he got into ECW, right? And then once he started, that's when his training really started. I mean, his real, real training. Yeah, so I don't know. I know, like, he, when he was started, that's, yeah, he was, like, backyard wrestling, and he got noticed and got, you know, basically thrown on shows. Uh, I don't know if he eventually ever went to some official training. So I can't, like, say anything on that. I think he did eventually. I could be wrong, though, so I don't want to, like. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, but but um, we're not going to nail you down. He was he was my yeah he was my trainer so like me starting wrestling at 14 years old, walking in seeing you know Mikey Whipwreck you know someone that I've watched before uh, and I'm like oh shit like that's pretty nerve wracking he's pretty like uh, like I wouldn't say scary is the right word when you're trying to look, like he's got like a certain aura. <laughs> you don't want anything wrong you don't want to say the wrong want to do or he he sometimes it's not some people piss them off but he would i mean nothing anything too serious where it's like this is a bad place to be it was just it was actually i thought he was like an amazing trainer and he trained so many like awesome wrestlers that you see nowadays but uh like he was like i just was nervous especially as a 14 year old kid walking (laughs) seeing this guy you know former ecw champion it's like all right this is this we're doing it (laughs) Now, how long did you stay with them for with NYWC before you started like getting on shows? Actually, we still got to get into Alex Reynolds too. I'll make Alex quick. You, yeah, everyone knows me and Alex. So, uh, but um, I started. Oh, I started at fourteen. I don't think I'm. You're legally allowed to be on shows until you're eighteen, but I was on shows uh, sixteen. So it wasn't a full two years because I was like, when I started training, it was like, uh, I was like, it was like my birthday in like two months. So, you know, but it was 14 when I started, 16 when I had my first match. So it was like a year and a half, I think, since I had my first match. An but, evening uh, with an evening with Evelyn? Is that is that right? Is that your first? Was that the event? Oh, with- it might be, yeah, because, um, because it was like a charity show, I think. So I think it was for like a baby... And the baby's name, maybe everyone, I guess. Uh, um, so it was, I guess it was like something like that. But I guess that's, I didn't even remember it. But that must, that must be it. <laughs> like Rain Man over here. I'm going deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, how did you and Alex come about as a tag team? How did the uh, so Alex started training? I think like two weeks before I started. So we we're right around the same okay. point in our wrestling careers. Um, eventually. So he was like automatic heel to start off. And I was automatic baby face. Like, you know, so we were, we actually wrestled a few times. Uh, I think eventually we just kind of, since we like, he would also drive me home because I was 14. I didn't have a car or a license. So, my mom would drop me off at training. Alex would drive me home uh, every time. And then, um, so he actually, you know, we kind of talk, obviously, all the time. Talked about training. Eventually, we did, like, a show. Um, I think our the first show we tagged together was, like, at a fat camp, actually. Uh, nice. Nice. I think <laughs> really? It was at, rather that or... Um, uh, WWE referee uh, Bendito, or actually, oh, that's his old wrestling name, uh, Eddie. What's his real name? I don't he's, know the blow the blowout boy though, right? No, that was 
Dan that's Dan Echoes. That's who you're thinking of. No, no, no. Um I know that's that was Robbie E, but I think well up here with Chaotic, um Dan Edo did like a, a almost a Robbie E gimmick. Oh, Dan Echoes. There was Rob Echoes, there was Dan Echoes, they would tag together. I wrestled Dan. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that's awesome. And then there was uh Bendito, but I forgot his real name is Eddie. He's a ref for WWE now. But he had a show, like a very small time show in Pennsylvania that we did. And then me and Alex tagged there. And we called each other we called ourselves the slop hunters, which was like a inside joke because actually Dan because he was a weirdo. So Dan Echoes hit me up once on Facebook and we made a joke about this. He's like, he's just like, Hey man, what's up? I'm like, nothing, what's going on? It's like, not much. You get any slops lately? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I like sloppy girls. <laughs> like, um, yeah. He's like, oh, cool, man. And that was the conversation. <laughs> so we just became the slop hunters. We thought that was funny. Uh, that was, was that t- after the Lone Rangers, correct? Was the slop hunters? Um, or I, before? Before. I, before. Lone Rangers was early too, though, but that was like originally WS. Yeah, just for PWS. I think yeah, see, I, I actually did security for Eric back in the day, too, because I traveled down with, like, Rich Bass and them. So I actually oh, yeah. remember some of the Lone Ranger matches. <laughs> yeah, they were uh, they were something, I guess. I don't know. It was, I had fun on the road trip, so it was all good. Yeah. So were you, I mean, when you, with, with AEW and um, where you guys are at now, I mean, how, how much, there's a lot of beyond in AEW. I mean yeah. it's it's all over the place. It's it's stamped everywhere. Yeah. That screams everything that is AEW. Um like can you speak on how just important it is to be able to perform at that level, not only just like the beyond level, but even the smaller shows and what it takes to get to where you're at now because a lot of individuals and people that watch or listen to our podcast are workers or are in the business because we're fortunate enough to get um, individuals like you that um, pass on the information, share amazing stories and, and uh, kind of allow us into that. But is is there, is there a way you can speak to the, just that in a way? Uh, yeah. I mean, you just kind of like, you gotta, if you're, I mean, if you're a worker or a wrestler, you gotta like get to the place that gets you noticed uh rather it be through social media like some people are good at social media and that's how they get noticed and recognized uh mm-hmm. some just good workers that's how they get recognized some people are good at they're good but they also know this guy know that guy can talk to this guy uh you know so that's how they get i mean you just gotta figure out what it is also you gotta figure out you know if you're you know i've changed like my gimmick my personality i guess multiple times until something started to stick here this was kind of working not really let me change it a little bit so like it's just you just got to get to the right places you got to talk to the right people be nice to the right people you got to be a decent person you got to be good in the ring you got to be presentable a lot of people aren't willing to put in all the work they're rather really willing to put in that work that wrestling thing that everyone likes to do but they won't go to the gym they won't work on promos and they are a dickhead so it's like why <laughs> then they get salty when they don't get booked places but it's like well you're not one of the few to be recognized you know right you gotta figure out what the loose connection is yeah so it's it's a, you gotta work hard at everything um, for me my weakest thing I was not very good uh, at social media I'm still building file, finally building up followers uh, that just my thing, I don't know, uh, but um, good wrestling. I had a lot of friends in the business. I uh, traveled. I worked my ass off, killing myself in the gym. Started to eventually get a little kind of, kind of okay at promos, but uh, so it just I don't know. Like to get to the right places, you gotta you just gotta try to you gotta try. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta try really hard. No, I got a question from the chat room. Well, not from the chat room, but from Facebook actually. So uh, old you are, JP. You're still right? in Yahoo's chat room. <laughs> uh, from David Woodland, who's been listening to us forever. Uh, Woody, 
wants to know what's your thoughts on backyard wrestling and have you ever done it i'm pretty sure you haven't if you started training at 14 but uh what's your thoughts on it uh i did i mean like i had a trampoline in my backyard so i would wrestle on there but we never you know there was no like shows it was, you know let's fuck around do a bunch of moves and stuff like that uh i did a little bit of backyard wrestling because like before i started training like the very beginning of the grade it was a kid that had trampoline in his backyard like wrestling two other kids that i knew were like oh you gotta come check it out so we just we made like music videos of us wrestling uh, isn't that what every kid did though like those big trampolines everybody had that like even you know our matches were slower from the 80s because it was more psychology back then really it was just a couple bench presses and we were done as opposed to like 50 flips in a you know a couple 10 minutes now so you guys are in way better shape uh way more talented way more athletic but i mean isn't that just the i mean is it uh, gymnastics athleticism and like 14 when did you know like what were you watching who inspired you what did you see like did you ecw had to play a big part of this at some point in time especially being in new york right uh for me no just because eventually like i got into it where i bought the ball and then i was like okay let me get more into this but growing up like i never knew what channel ecw was on uh like Obviously, the internet was there, but it wasn't like, let me just look up every single question. <laughs> I didn't have an iPhone. I didn't have a smartphone. So uh, I just didn't know how to watch ECW. Uh, didn't know when it was on, what channel, or how to like. Oh, yeah. So I just never really went to win. I knew about it. I just didn't really look into it too much. Uh, what I think right off, I never like had this big moment where I was like, I saw that. Now I want to be a wrestler. It was just kind of like, I just knew, okay, I'm going to be a wrestler, obviously. Like, what, what do you, like, it was obviously going to be a wrestler. <laughs> it was no, like, uh, special. But, like, I guess once it started to kind of, like, like, early on, my favorites were, like, Stone Cold, obviously, Undertaker. Uh, then I started to, like, change into, like, Jeff Hardy. Then I started to change into, like, Jericho and Kurt Angle and Benoit, uh, and then even like Shawn Michaels a little bit too. So like, you're like that. You're you're at that even that more golden age of wrestling than we are. You like you caught the very uh-huh. end of some some old old stuff, the Attitude yeah. Era, all that. Like you you you've lived it or been in it almost the entire time. Yeah. Who do you? Who, who would you say inspired your style the most? Like your your like who inspired you in the what you want to be in the ring? Um, I think I I don't know if I have like someone I, like early on I had a lot of um, I did a lot of things similar to Kurt Angle, and then when I was training like some some like some of the people Mitty Angle because I would like kind of wrestle like him. I did the amateur wrestling. Um, and I think, like, just watching a bunch of stuff now is, like, really inspired me. I think, I think like, a lot of, like, I watch a lot of, obviously, stuff like Angle and Benoit and stuff like that. So, they they inspire me, but also, like, just that he is now very popular inspired me, too. Where I'm like, okay, well, what's some of the stuff that they do that's realistic and looks good that I can kind of make into, like, a pro wrestling version of that? Um but then I also have like little hints of like, you know, the flat I do. But for the most part, I'm kind of like a hard hitting. Yeah, you're what I call like a believable because you look like you can, you look like you can beat someone up. And when you go out there, like your kicks, they must hate your kicks. <laughs> I always ask people like, that, like how how are the kicks, and it they always will give it. You never want to look like, <laughs> no. you know, so no. like, unless you're like, they're my good friends. They're usually like, oh yeah, they're fine. They're good. And then, but when people like are my good friends, they, they fucking suck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as long as they're safe, that's, uh, then I'm, then I'm good. <laughs> we had a, we had an old bald guy in the China on Facebook saying he loves this guy. Glad to see him get signed. Uh, ref Quinn. Oh yeah. And. <laughs> Love you, Kevin. It's good, dude. 
good he, dude. Oh, Kevin's awesome. What uh? So so to, some of the questions I kind of want to get to is like the TNA gut check stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, what what was like? What was that experience like for you? Um, it was weird. I felt like I did the the I did the. Uh, I was young. I wasn't. I think I thought I was better than, but I almost felt like. They weren't attention, you know. Hey, it's less of a, a tryout, more of a seminar, you know. Yeah, and it regardless, it puts you out there, and they see you, and now they know who you are. Or if they knew who you are, now they can't deny they know who you are. Well, yeah. I did it like a, the gut check was the tryout thing, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The impact. Yeah, I did. Wait, how do you even know I did that? <laughs> <laughs> this is we we uh we do our research, man. We we do we do really good research because when we come on here, we want to make sure that if somebody asks us a question, we better know our shit, man. <laughs> I crack. That's funny. Like, yeah, I, I, I wasn't on anything. <laughs> People did. Maybe they did that. I think maybe they put that on their website. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it was um, it was good. I remember Jeff Jarrett was there. I really don't remember, like, any of the advice or anything that happened. I just remember, like, having a match. I think at one point I did a drill with someone that really wasn't good, and he messed it up, and then I was kind of pissed off that he missed. Like, he probably made me look bad. Uh, I forgot who it was, so I won't even say, but uh, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I thought like it wasn't a lot show who I like if he had a quick little five minute match I'm not sure I don't really I'm not 100% sure um, but the, like the, the feedback I got was so like generic so it was like it was like yeah he did pretty good you know he looked it out there oh wow <sighs> yeah wow. that's not that doesn't do anybody good that doesn't do them good it doesn't do you good no, and I'm I'm saying this, not you, for the record. So, yeah. but like, if they give real feedback, then it makes you better, and it tells the people coming in what they're looking for. So, my opinion and my opinion only. I'll put that like that. Now, when you went to AEW, like the first week you guys went, did you guys know what was happening? Like, did you know the plans, or was that like a one shot deal at first? No, we didn't. So, real quick, wait, what's this Twitter down here? That's not my Twitter. Huh. Yeah, it's minus silver number one. There you go. By the way, well, we'll have that fixed in two seconds. <laughs> you can see Nico shaking his head in the. Uh... <laughs> but um, so yeah, we didn't know, so we got hit up. Get hit up, and they basically said, "Hey, we want to bring you into AEW." So. I mean, at least maybe they didn't word it that way. Maybe I just read it that way. I don't know. So it was like, oh my god, this is awesome. We're getting signed by AEW or Uh So we get there, and um, we didn't. You know, we're used to WWE like being extras at WWE. So we're like dressed in suits. We're we're one room is, even though they have us in the locker room with like everyone else for the most part. Uh, um, so we're kind of like on our best, you know what to do. Eventually, we saw the board, and it was a little like, like it wasn't written out. John Silver and Alex Reynolds wrestling. Uh, we wrestled Santana and Ortiz. It said like local guys. And I was like, well, <laughs> we're just like local guys, really. And then it's like I think we originally had like I cut down to like a minute and a half. <laughs> Uh, so we're like, uh, a little, like, going in, we were, I think we were like, at least I was thinking like, Hey, we're, we're finally did it. Right? And then we got there and I'm like, no, we were just complete, like random, randomly picked. Even we picked. Um, just good and be the job guys. And that was it. So after the, I mean, we, we talked to everyone there and it went well, but we were kind of like. I, at least I was a little depressed. I was like, I had high hopes going into it. But um, 
then they hit us back up, I think like two weeks later to do a show in West Virginia, West Virginia, I think it was, maybe, I think it was West Virginia. And they were flying us out. So we're like, okay, well, you know, why would they fly us out to West Virginia if just to be job guys, even though we, we yeah, that's what we did that show. We wrestled uh, Trent and Chuck in like a Halloween type mat, like match. But, you know, it was a little bit, a tiny bit longer, a little bit of offense. And I'm like, okay, like, they flew us in, right? But it was like, we were so, we just didn't know, you know, like, and they were cool with us. Like, everything Matt Jackson told us was going to happen, happened. So there wasn't like, there wasn't mind games, but we're used to WWE. Where it's just like they'll say, you know, we'll say this, we'll say that, we'll we don't care, just whatever happens, happens. Like there, every everything Matt Jackson said to us happened. He's, you know, I think after rather the first time or the second time, he's like, it's like yeah, maybe we'll just bring you in and uh, every week, and you'll just lose, and but you'll be the local guy everywhere. I'm like, haha, yeah. Well, I mean, we would take that obviously, but we're like, haha, yeah, that'd be cool. And then thinking that's never gonna happen. Then eventually, like, yeah, maybe we'll put you in dark water. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. And then, you know, everything they said but. was happened. So um, the first time was, like, nerve-wracking, a little de- almost slightly depressing because we thought that we were just – we were getting brought in to, like, possibly sign. And then we're like, no, we're just kind of, like, BS, one-off type guys. And then it just slowly worked out. Now, with the AEW, with being signed, how's that affect the uh, the independent booking? Um, I'm still, I think I'm still allowed. I know, like, the original contract, so it came out, Jericho put it on his podcast recently that we just signed. He said contracts, but we had contracts. This is, like, our full-time deal. So we just okay. finally signed the actual full-time deal. Um, so I know beforehand we were allowed to do whatever shows as possible, like, any shows we wanted besides, unless it, you know, messed with the AEW booking or if it was like, I think uh, anything that's televised, we weren't allowed to do. Um, now I think we still could do whatever we want besides televised bookings, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know Janelle is still doing shows and so does Orange Cassidy. So I'd imagine we are too, but um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. How cool is it? Cause like, that's a couple of guys that you've been doing shows. You just named two guys that, I know for a fact you've been doing shows with uh, for probably your whole career or their whole career. How cool is it to kind of come up at the same time? Oh, no, it's it's, it's awesome. That's why, like, even when we were doing those first shows, I was like, it felt like, didn't feel like WWE where it's like, oh, there's Orton and Undertaker and these guys. It's like, oh, there's... This is a locker room with all my friends. <laughs> like, right. my I just played. You could have just played softball with some of them on Sunday or whatever. You know what I mean? It's. I've been at that that guy's couch. Like I traveled on the road with him. I wrestled him in over here. So it was like, it it was good. I'm happy. Is even hey. now with the Dark Order and like Brody Lee, who Brody Lee's been around, obviously like Chikara and that type of stuff with you. So. Like that's just gotta. Does that make it more comfortable? Um. Well, with Brody, his last show there was our first show there, so we didn't really know him very well at all. Okay. Uh, but when he came in, we just kind of got along right away. Uh, but uh, just and even like um, you know, Uno and Stu, we've known them, but we weren't good buddies with them. You know, but. Yeah. Obviously, like since we started doing this, we became all very tight, or a lot of good friends now. Um, so, yeah, it was. It's. I'm. I'm happy to be with those guys and working with them. Do you think? Do you think that uh, AEW is gonna? There's more and more of the trio, the trios type uh, action going on. Do you? Do you see? And I'm. I'm. I'm spitballing here. Like, do you ever see that there's uh, a chance where you get? Like a Chikara, like you had mentioned before, where, I mean, you've got to have actual physical possession of three of these before you can cash in for a title shot. Do you ever see, like, the trios coming part of AEW, which is a huge part of 
for me, why I watch independent wrestling and why I watch um, like tag team wrestling as well. Um, but do you, I mean, do you see that being more and more a part of AEW? Is that I mean, I personally, I mean, the last I mean, I'm seeing a lot of groups of three. Is that something you think um, can benefit? I mean, especially you guys um, having that kind of um, in your back pocket and being able to bring that to a bigger television audience, like a trios like championship. Yeah. Um, yep. I think it's possible. I, I think Kenny mentioned something about that like like a while ago, but I think that's not like the main focus right now. So I don't know. It could happen, but I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. I mean, no one's ever said anything to me about it. So, uh, but I think it's definitely a possibility. I mean, we have a lot of groups, a lot of tag teams, a lot of you know, you know, people that could be in that trio division, but um. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe one day. Do you dig the mask? Do you dig being able to put the mask on? Do you like it? Uh, not really. I mean, <laughs> they're a little harder to use. Uh, mine's a little tough too because I need to have the beard out. But the one I just that I got made, um, it's like a Velcro thing, so it kind of it's hard. It doesn't always stay on too well. So I gotta maybe try to get someone to maybe fix it. Maybe put up like a, some kind of like button that will stay a little better or just get a new mask but it's uh isn't it funny like there isn't just like this mask manual that every luchador just says oh look it's a young man that wants to wear a mask here i've learned this don't do this with your mask just make it like this they just like you you all have to go through suffer through all of it to find the right mask right that's kind of what that's kind of what it is yeah, my original like Chikara mask was the worst by far because uh, when I wrestled with Chikara, it was like basically just like a full sock, so it wasn't like the tie in the back. It was just you put it over your head, and also the eyes were covered, the mouth was covered, um, so obviously hard to breathe. And then for seeing, I don't know why that they did this the first mask. It's cool. It's fun that the eyes were covered, but what they did, they had like mesh like they did like a little mesh thing over it so they did like like they did a layer of pink on the outside then a layer of black and then another layer of pink so if it's too dark you only see the black you see just dark that's it you don't see anything if it's too light you see just a lot of pink so i was like impossible to see i had to get a new one made like very quickly because like our first debut with that mask, I remember like walking around like that couldn't see anything. It was bad. Do, do you Does pre- one of the Beaver Boys really mind seeing a lot of pink? Wait, what? <laughs> Does one of the Beaver Boys really mind seeing a lot of pink? When I'm wrestling, it's not. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. <laughs> hey, f- flipping that though, which you've you've went toe to toe with a lot of tough women in the ring man you have like can you name is there like a tough one like that comes to mind that you like yeah she's she's tough like she can go is there one like you have in mind that you know is like or or two i don't know whatever i feel like there's a lot of tough ones i i don't remember like too much of me having to go too light with some i mean there's some people i'm trying not to break them in half but there's (laughs) some that now hit me like let's freaking go um like i mean i'm really tight with her so i would have hit her hard regardless but statlander uh i always had good matches with her and i always like beating her up so that's fun yeah you uh, you're gonna be a little hotter on someone that you're close with right oh yeah <laughs> that's just how it is you beat you beat your friends up yeah but oh uh, yeah there's a lot of tough i mean one girl I wouldn't mind even getting to AEW would uh, Layla Layla Hirsch. Oh, that match that you, you guys yeah beyond was like you guys beat the shit out of each I, other. You guys just I don't you just laid on each other, just beat the shit out of each other. Intergender matches aren't my thing. Like it doesn't do it for me. Um, but you guys, that was such a good match. <laughs> such a, like you guys were such a good just that that was such a good pairing and you forgot that it was an intergender match which is kind of what you have to do to get my attention Keith. on them 
Yes, she's. Uh, I like the way she wrestles because other girls don't wrestle like her. She does like <laughs> super stuff, amateur wrestling, which I think she did like the school amateur wrestling in high school. So it's no other girl really does that. So that I could think of, maybe off the top of my head, maybe there, maybe there are others. But uh, so it's, she has a different style and she's agile. So I think you know she's really good. Is there somebody, male or female, that you haven't been in the ring with that you want to be, that you'd like to compete with, other than obviously like Jericho for the title? Um, yeah, I mean, I never wrestled Kenny before. That's uh, someone I never. I mean, I've always wanted to wrestle. Um, that would be incredible. I mean, That's... there's plenty of people like watch growing. Be really cool. Uh, out of people that are kind of more realistic. Um, def, like I said, Kenny is definitely probably the top of the list. Um, I'd say with where you are, anything is realistic. You, you look at what's happening in wrestling right now. Yeah, yeah. So never know, but I, I'll, I'll name. I'll just stick with just saying Kenny for now. Okay, that's fair, and that's I mean definitely like one of the best of all time. You know. Yeah. So that's. I that's can't believe. Huge. I mean, you guys had like to have crossed paths at some huge. point though I mean, before, right? Just never in the ring together. I don't even think we've been on shows. Yeah, really. No, I think is. I think even like the few, the very few PWS shows that he was on, I just weren't on then. Or... Okay. Because I was gonna say, I remember him being at one or two of those, not a lot. In... Yeah, I was in and out of that company, <laughs> but uh, and then the PWG shows I did, he were he wasn't there. So yeah. Now, what's your like? What's it like wrestling now? What's it like with the little? You know, the fans are basically your coworkers, if you will. Yeah. Uh, how's that different than like normally with regular fans? Well, the AEW crowd is awesome. Like we have the best crowd. <laughs> like they go nuts pretty much all the time. I don't, I don't remember there being this show where I'm like, oh, crowd's kind of kind of dead tonight. So, this is Like, I'm used to doing shows. I mean, I've done the indies for how long now? Like, right. Or you're wrestling in front of a small crowd. They're not making a crowd that doesn't make it's, Right. Um, and that's actually... What they're doing now in the pandemic is actually how Beyond and how Drew really got his start was he didn't sell tickets. He just put the boys around the ring and threw on some matches and put them on the internet and got his YouTube up to where it's at. So Yeah, so it's, um, it's definitely something I'm not, I'm not like, wow, I've never had this before. Like, I'm, I'm used to it. Plus, we only had, like, before with AEW, we only had a handful of matches. So it's not like I became so accustomed in front of those crowds. That's be ringside or doing whatever. Um, so I'm still used to doing the crowd, the shows with like little little crowds like that. Yeah. Um, but that's it. it's. What How do you much look de- forward to after the pandemic? Sorry, Josh. No, go. That's you. You're um, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, just to hear the crowd again. I'm, I'm very curious how they are going to react to myself and the rest of the dark order because of, uh, BTE has become a big thing. Um, we had like, like our skits on B has become a very popular thing. So I very popular. Don't know how they're going to react to us. They're still going to boo us. They're going to get cheered. But that's the thing too. Now it's like, it's hard to tell, you know, like someone can be having good matches and doing a lot of good stuff, but you can't tell if they're getting over now because you just right about what you read on the internet, and then sometimes that's not always the right thing. No, the the internet, other than like a few little things here and there, like we try not to be. The internet's full of a bunch of angry people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what people are digging, so that's why that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing how how crowds actually take to us again. Do you see anyone else getting banned from watching uh, AEW? Uh, hmm. I, don't I don't even know what that's really about. Uh, I saw Jerry you... that, but I don't... I, 
I don't either. I just like literally, like before we got on here, I'm like, what? I guess I guess Cornette did what Cornette does, and he critiqued um, Jericho's match with uh, Orange Cassidy because we know how much he loves Orange Cassidy. Yeah, uh, he it was the debate that he critiqued, and he said like the the pyro was the most entertaining thing. So Jericho, I think, suspended Cornette for, the, for thirty days from watching. Well, I, I think was like the people that are big Cornette guys. I think are so silly because I just looked at the comments Ooh. and Jericho is not being serious. He's Cornette's not banned from watching AEW, and all right. people, like all the people who defend Cornette are like, "You can't do that." You, 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 or, of course, it's not a big thing. Who cares if you he's banned? It's like guys, he's he's it's, he's joking around. Yeah. And here's the thing, Cornette's already responded to it, so Jericho's a genius for it because he just got more publicity for AEW. Yeah. Okay. Man, that's the, that's the game, right? That's what you're supposed Co- to do. That's the game. I don't know if and I don't know if like Cornette is going full carny with it or if he's honestly that angry about everything, but he can't seem to help himself but respond when someone says his name. He's a he's a gimmick. So, uh, yeah, I think so, but I don't think I think he probably sure he doesn't like AEW and a lot of the people there. But he's a gimmick because if, if some which people have like oh working working the working the span brother like no you just don't want me to kick. Your- I grew up getting into fist fights. I grew up, you know what I mean? Like, it happened. I grew up in the city. So I like your style of wrestling. That's why I said earlier, like, your style is really the real style of wrestling. Like, you hit people for a living. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't typically like the haha stuff, but I love Orange Cassidy. And I I uh, understand what Orange is fully capable of, mm-hmm. but I, I love what he's doing right now. I think it's it's incredible, and it cracks me up every time. He's he's awesome. He's really he's very good. So like the beginning of AEW, he could wrestle, and then he started to do stuff slowly. And people are like, oh, I think, he's, I think he can do some stuff. And then now, obviously, people are seeing that he could wrestle. But there's always going to be the people that just always, oh no, he's just he's just yeah, somebody act, but he, he's not. He's really really. It, good. I think in about ten years, when people realize it, they're going to realize what they missed out on in watching his matches. Oh yeah. Definitely. You know, but that's is he? Have you been in the ring with him? Yeah, a lot, a lot. Of time. As well, with like the whole with what he's doing now, I guess. Yeah, we wrestled probably like at least four or five times on the indies. I'd say that has to be different. Um, because it's such that it's like such a clash of styles. Different, different styles without. Without saying anything, that is such a different clash of styles. Yeah, like you can't even compare the two. There's no way. Not but either. it has to be entertaining at the same point. Like that has to be just fun in the ring. Yeah, it's it's a it's always a good time. Uh, you got to go. I wrestled them a few times and beyond. Probably our last one was our. Well, probably yeah, probably the the biggest one we did. Uh, we just did. A, I think we did the main. I think we were the main event of the Beyond show and. Uh, uh, without spoiling too much, eventually, eventually, it started out as Orange Cassidy versus John Silver, then it turned into Orange Cassidy versus Banana John. Uh, oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's... oh, yeah, I remember that. That became a meme for a while, or some that's with some pretty gifts for a while, for two, wasn't it? So, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> have you had? Have you done one match where not your favorite match necessarily, but maybe it is, but where you knew like you just had something special in there? Um, certain people, yeah, you get in there and you're like, oh, we're everything's working right, like everything's, you know, everything's very smooth. You know what it is? It's more so. It's more so because I've I've been in a lot of the ring with a lot of people that are really good. So everything that you went over. And if you if you all do it right, uh, which is normal, like if you're we both ran the spot the way we wanted to, but uh, it's it's more so for me like beforehand, like some some people like it's just a nightmare to want talk to them and go over stuff, and sometimes it's like 
I'd go up to people, would talk for five minutes, and we have like a 30 minute match ready to go. So, walk and talk, right? You know, but, uh, walk, walk and talk is the way to go. Yeah. I mean, when you can just kind of like, when it's just every, like, it's less stress on me where it's just kind of getting. Of course. You're, you, you're more going off the audience flow at that point. And if yeah. something doesn't work, you're not married to anything in there. So I guess that's got to be, that's got to be the probably the most frustrating part, I guess, on your end right now is you don't have that audience reaction. You don't get that sort of instant gratification as far as is this over? Are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? Are we, are we, where, where's the gauge on this? Like, are we, we don't have that instant gauge. We're like, Oh, we're not getting it. Like, is that, that's gotta be tough in this COVID era to get that instant feedback a little bit. Right. Yeah. You don't know, like you want to try this or try that, but since there is no reaction, you don't know if it was good or not. So it's tough to, to it is tough to gauge what's, what you, what is good? What is working? What's not working? So that's probably the that's, that might be the hardest part about this whole thing. Let's, Josh, you seeing the time? Absolutely. We're coming up on an hour, John. So oh, wow. your Twitter, I know it, it flies by. In uh, your Twitter, it's not the first one we put up. Oh. <laughs> but silver, the word number one. Yeah, yeah. just the one. But, is that all of your um, social medias? Yeah, my Instagram. There it is. Silver number one. There it is. The big man. That's the meat man. Um, the Dark Order. Join the Dark Order. Yeah. Can, can you talk about the Dark Order? I mean, I didn't want to get too much into it. Like, is that something you can talk about? Like, we got a short amount of time. Is that something you can touch on? Like, as far as how why people should join the Dark Order and how to do it? Uh, you got to go to the website, <laughs> which I'm not sure if it's join the dark order, join dark order.com, something like that. You'll figure it out. You'll check. Uh, join dark order. Hashtag join dark order. Join dark order.com. I think that's what it is. But uh, you fill it out. Maybe we'll get back to you. Who knows? Sometimes we don't. And, um, <laughs> if you're not dark enough, right? No, if you're not good enough, if you're not good enough, they're going to get back to you. Why would you even reply? If you're not good enough, why are they going to get back to you? Exactly. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, I, I love the dark water. Even before we were doing the BT stuff that people are getting into, um, a lot of criticism and now it's like completely flipped, which, um, how weird is it for you to go, to go from like beat from, from where that was at before to where it's at now on BTE? Like, is it just like, no, it's well, like listening to somebody say the same thing to you in a different voice, but it's. I never understood like the early heavy criticism because people are like, "Oh, it's a dumb gimmick. It's so stupid." I'm like, "That's a cult. Like that's like right. real thing that happens in the world. Like why they all they all love it when it happens in another in another company." Yeah, people are very, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. So it's very hard. It's very weird that a lot of the people that are like completely shit on it fire these guys and now are like these guys are the best thing that ever happened. It's like it just calm down, calm down a little bit. Let stuff work out. Let's see what happens here. Let's you know, relax. You don't have to say every like if you don't like one thing that happened, you don't have to say fire these guys or get rid of them. So, you know, maybe something is going to happen that's going to make it better. I don't know, like. But it's uh, it is weird that it did like a 180 like that, um, which is which is good, obviously. Um, That's uh, not like wrestling fans at all. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but, you know, Again, my opinion, not his, mine alone. <laughs> I, I always liked the gimmick, though. That's why I didn't understand the criticism because I'm like, this is something that could be real. This is a, a cult, like for you know, a lot of people are joining. Thing and like right off the bat, people like wanted us to die. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and I enjoyed it from the beginning too because, like, I like player Uno and play a dose. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I go back watching those guys, so to see them doing that and like be current and have something new going on was really cool. 
And just yeah. for the record, there were people that were like that on Twitter that were harassing people, just like Masked Man one two like one through ten. Like <laughs> after you guys remember that JP, like yeah, it, it yeah. Um, was almost at the same time you guys had done that. So it's yeah, we had we had one person with about twenty Twitter accounts attacking us at one point. <laughs> I'm I'm six eight four hundred pounds. I can handle myself. I'm fat, but I can handle myself. Uh, come on, like what the fuck. But it was like, you know, my barber got on it. And my barber was like, my barber threw his address out and was like, come here and pull up. But yeah, it's, um, if they don't like the one thing you do, they want to cancel you. You're dead. And they're going to, you know, do everything they can to campaign against you. So it's a little extreme, but I don't, I don't respond to anything like that. You know, the worst thing. Yeah. <laughs> Did that take some training to not kind of respond to the negativity, or are you have you just always kind of been able to like ignore that type of thing, knowing that there's for every negative con- comment, there's probably a hundred positives. So yeah, it's you know what you just kind of see or read, like you see the negative ones or you remember the negative ones more than you remember, yeah. just because it's like oh criticism bad, you know. Like even when I, sometimes I'll look at you know random BTE stuff. And like I get a, I'd be getting like a lot of people are really into what we're doing, and then there's one person that's like John Silver blows. I'm like, oh come on! <laughs> but uh, no, you you've worked your ass off to get to where you're at, man, and you're you're damn good. Like I said, I mean, I I saw some of those Lone Ranger matches back in PWS, so oh lord, I remember the beginning. It it wasn't all that bad. I don't remember. Put it this way. I don't remember them being bad matches, but it was a long time ago. Our first one was bad, and that was the first time I was on Botchamania. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Botchamania 200. I don't remember. I don't. <laughs> you say that with almost uh, a little but, bit of pride, but disdain at the same time. Yeah. I was drinking at most of those shows, too, so for what, that, what that's worth. It was a botchamania where I was the botch, but it wasn't my fault because the dude kicked out of our finish. So was, I was like, what the hell do I do now? So I didn't know what to do, so I go to the top rope. So I went to the top rope. I didn't have any really moves off the top rope, so I'm like, let me – I've always wanted to do like a double knees off the top rope. So I tried it and I jumped too far and I missed them. And like my feet clipped them and held them down. I'm like, just stay down. And then I pinned them and then I was angry. (laughs) You're pinning with your pinned him with your pinky toe. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was angry. Yeah. I like that. But that, yeah, that's, um, I have nothing else for you, John, man. We're right at an hour. So, yeah, man, we really appreciate you taking the time uh, to hang out with us. And, yeah. man, I just, uh, again, much respect for what you're doing, where you're at, um, and how you've got there the the real way, the real way. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about, like, if you have pro wrestling tees and uh, your Twitter again, please. Oh, yeah. Twitter is at silver number one. There it is. Right there. And I have Pro Wrestling Tees, and it's under The Beaver Boys. And we have me, some of my shirts, Alex's shirts, and then Beaver Boy shirts, or John Silver and Alex Arnold shirts, whatever. So even a new Dark Order shirt we have on there that's not, it's the recruitment shirt that we have. So, nice. Yeah. And then join DarkOrder.com. Stop losing and stop winning. Hell yeah. There it is. <laughs> Guys, you can go on and join yourself. Uh, join us. Link right on the top of this. So mm-hmm. fill out the path. Fill, your path to enlightenment begins here. So you guys can join the join the dark order with John and Yeah. Uh, that's so that's cool. I didn't I I didn't know about the website to be honest with you. So I did. It's okay, JP. Of course you did. You just pulled his first match out of your ass. and JP, what do I do <laughs> in Montana for a living? He has I, no pro I wrestling. watch wrestling, so shut your mouth. He has <laughs> no pro wrestling in Montana. Probably not, right? There's nothing. Yeah. He has yeah. to watch everything on online. And I'm spoiled up here in Boston with everything. But I watch it all. So. 
John, man, I appreciate it uh, again. Um, we're going to get out of here. Stick with us uh, again. Thanks uh, for the time you got. And um, man, we just appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, John. <laughs>